0: I'm here with Lee Jones, the Director of Sales and Business Development for Ingenico Enterprise Retail. Lee, we're talking about the cashless society. This, to a certain extent, is
1: just a phenomenon of the highly developed markets around the world, isn't it? It is. I think in certain areas of the world, cash is still growing. It's still becoming and is the very much dominant uh, transaction medium that people use to buy goods and services today. I think when you come to the more, you know, if you like, advanced economies, then like the UK, for example, 10 years ago, cash was 60% of the transaction volume. 10 years from now, it's probably going to equate to less than 10%.
0: Where are we on
1: that spectrum now, though? Is cash in a minority already? It's definitely heading in that direction. It's actually just been overtaken by cashless payments about two years ago. So we see that you know the rise of cashless is just going to increase, and actually we expect you know in the next ten years that you know every single adult in the population will make over twenty-two transactions a month. So for me, it's very much a march forward. We have um, lots of new areas as a business that we're looking at where cashless becomes an enabler. So, for example, when we've done a lot of work around vending, what we've seen is when we've added cashless to vending machines, we've seen revenues jump by over 20% and the average uh, purchase that a customer makes grow by over 30% in terms of basket value. So for us, you know, enabling choice for consumers at the point of sale in terms of being able to pay in the method they would most prefer is certainly something that seems to be grabbing the appetite of the general public in particular.
0: But that, the vehicle for the cashless payment itself is also changing because it's not just a card anymore, whether it's a debit card or a credit card, and it's not just a matter of either sticking it into a a terminal and punching in a PIN number, or even just waving it at a terminal. People are
1: moving away from using cards, aren't they? Yeah, very much so. So wearables, so being able to pay with things like your watch, um, there's even a couple of the people that I work with at Ingenico, they have contactless rings so sometimes they will actually go into a sandwich shop, buy a banana and mysteriously wave their hand over a device much to the amusement of the person behind the point of sale <laughs> on the counter. So it, it, it's taking all shapes and forms and um, you know, for us as well as an organisation, we're best known for you know making pin pads and secure payment terminals but we've had to reinvent ourselves a little bit in terms of being able to enable the full cashless journey because to your point Robin as well, that you know there are less wear and tear on devices you know how people interact with a point of sale in the future is going to change there's less people putting a card in less wear and tear on buttons so actually being able to embrace these new ways of paying is critical
0: this is actually an aspect of fintech that people forget in the sense that most people when they talk about fintech they think about software only they think about Mm -hmm. apps and apis they don't think about the hardware that's actually involved at the front end admittedly we're talking mostly about retail transactions
1: here aren't we 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 are i think on the hardware side what is very important i think for you know people to acknowledge is that you know, chip and pin devices and, and contactless readers are going to be around. You know, for several years to come. Um, the big challenge for companies like ourselves is keeping things up to date from a security perspective. The standards are moving on. You, you know, the criminal community are getting smarter. For us, it's always about stretching those boundaries and making sure that personal data card data is very much secure and there's an awful lot that goes into it um, you know when people might look at a pin pad and think it looks like a glorified calculator I think it's really important that for us we continue to treat security as one of the core things that we prioritize as an organization are
0: you talking about physical security or or,
1: or operating system security it's a bit of both really and um, you know t- you know when I, when I look back you know to how security standards have evolved just on the hardware piece it's night and day to where it used to be when the first card machines came back you know you know 10, 20 years ago for processing transactions to where they are today with, um, you know, security that encrypts a card number as soon as the card gets inserted into a device um, and then decrypts it just before it goes to the bank for the money to move around. And then in the operating software as well, um, you know, there are new standards coming out and new legislation around things like a strong cardholder authentication, which will also help protect, again, you know, the pe- general people out there who want to shop, who want to transact, but... You know, people get smart, you know, and, you know, what was made by man, you know, man can advance. And and, and I I think, you know, for us, it's always a challenge to keep ahead of the game. But But it it also
0: has to be kept simple, because you you, you talk there about people. I'm not talking about criminals, I'm talking about ordinary Joe Public, who wants to... Hmm make a transaction, you can't actually load too much complexity upon them in terms of I've got to put a pin in or, or maybe I don't need to put a pin in but I've then got to authenticate this process still has to be kept
1: simple for people to use. I completely agree, and, and that's what we found, particularly in the self-service area, where you're relying on people to interact with a piece of technology without anybody anywhere th- nearby to give them any support or assistance. Mm-hmm. So making sure that instructions and the actual process to navigate from maybe one screen to another is simple, is, is harder than it seems to actually execute properly. Um, so little things that we've seen are, as people move around and need to interact, with a different device you might sort of change the lighting behind the screen that you want them to interact with at a particular point in time on train ticketing machines for example Um, but it has to be simple it has to be quick it has to be immediate because cashless is all about convenience yeah because well exactly it's all about convenience and if it if it is
0: inconvenient for me as a user i'm going to revolt i'm not going to use it i'm going to make a point of Paying in another way, even if it inconveniences me
1: to do that, absolutely. And that's why we're seeing areas, particularly on self-service, growing. Because and the work we've done with um, our partner Hemisphere West Europe in in the sort of the, the the cashless and self-service environment is key. A lot of vending companies do well to maintain the level of sales they have through machines, um, you know. But not being not having contactless or cashless capability means they're missing out on sales opportunity. They're not giving the customers the experience that they want, and those customers. Will shop somewhere else, so they're actually missing a big trick by not enabling their machines and giving the customers what they want. Is this not a substantial investment also that has to be made? It can be, but uh, you know, as I mentioned earlier, we, we've seen in our um, research that with revenues increasing by twenty percent, we're actually able to address declining sales trends, see revenues go up for operators, and in addition to that, not just you know the revenue, you know, the volume of transactions increase, but the value of them as well, because um, you know when people come to pay with card. And contactless, it's just easier than having to find the right change, and it's easier to spend more and perhaps be a little bit more impulsive with your purchases than you may ordinarily be. Is that necessarily a good thing? I have to ask the question do we really
0: <laughs> want to make it too easy for people to spend money because then there might be a societal
1: backlash? I, th- I think with everything there's always boundaries and parameters to things um, you know most of the technology we have deployed is in places like car parks um, vending of a i it's not going to overspend on car parking admittedly so, well I don't, know. I don't know in terms of the values they charge these days in some places but I think for me we just want to make things easy we just want to make things simple we want to enable customers to be able to pay the way they want to pay, and we want to help people make money and deliver a great service. So what are the developments that you've got coming down the track
0: over the course of the next couple of years that will enhance the service on offer?
1: yeah so from our side um, we've seen in the past few years a lot of work around you know security standards and things like that will continue as, as, as they evolve and move forward uh, things like voice commerce conversational commerce we're, we're starting to see a lot more of now you know how can people interact with their Amazon Alexa at home to order their home groceries um, you know we're seeing payments take a whole new shape and form and, and for us as well from being in the past, my voice is my password yeah, essentially. But then you've obviously got to look at the security around that, yeah. you know. And so, how do you get a second level of authentication to prove that it actually is you? You're not under duress, you know. There's there's all sorts of different ways. So we're seeing things like that coming through. Um, we also believe, as well, you know, more sort of connected technology will start to take shape. People have talked about, you know, recently, you know, can cars, for example, become you know, like a shopping vehicle such that you could be sat in your car on the way to work. Your car said, would you like a coffee this morning? You say yes, then you can drive past the nearest coffee outlet, pick up you know, your coffee. Your car might have an NFC reader in where transaction could just be taken simply as you go through the drive through Everything could just become, you know, so much smoother, more seamless. Um, the journeys, um, you know, are almost endless. Are you pushing product at people or is there a demand coming from merchants saying, we want to be able to do this we want to be able to do that it's a bit of both that what we like to try and do is um we know payments, but we don't know um, retailing as well as a retailer does or hospitality as well as a hotelier might do, for example. So for us, it's very important to listen as well to what people see coming through in their industry. We can then talk a little bit about what we can do. But what we find is that once we listen to people's ambition about how they want to serve people, evolve this, the experience they deliver, then we come back and talk about you know maybe one or two areas where we think we can help. So so we've seen it <coughs> excuse me, a bit more as being... Um, not as pushing things on people, I mean, we're always so busy because payments and cashless is so relevant and becoming increasingly so, but more we want to listen and try and help and educate and guide through our experience of seeing you know, what other people have done in other countries or the markets to try and help them get where they ultimately want to be. So, uh, you know, back to the question, I guess the answer is, um, yes, we're a sales company, we want to sell our products and services. But there is also a big pull for us to come in and provide you know, guidance, coaching, informed advice. And by working together, that's when you get the best results.
0: Now, as I, as I said earlier, a lot of what we've been saying is, has been sp- of specific relevance to the retail sector, to B2C business. Where do you see growth in B2B, in business-to-business transactions? There must be something there that, that, that you would be looking at
1: as well. Um, there is it's not an area that we get you know too involved in as an organization ourselves but but naturally you you start to look at all the different people and 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 parties that play a part in moving a transaction from business a to business b there has to be some opportunity for rationalization efficiencies and cost saving around that um you know so like every area of payments i think there's just a lot of change you know what does the future hold for things like you know the, the card schemes you know card issuers um you know if cards are no longer going to be you know in a few years from now the choice of how people pay you know the, things will have to change things will have to evolve well i, I, I look forward to getting one of these rings myself and, and
0: waving my <laughs> hand at, at, at a, a payment uh, device or do i i'm not sure lee jones director of sales and business development for ingenico enterprise retail thank you very much